episode of that other Masonic podcast. Not that one. The other one. The other one. <laughs> Brother Jared Atkins. Uh, Brother Todd Whaley. We are uh, coming to you from my kitchen. Again? Again. <laughs> we are not at the lodge today. We've uh, changed course just for today. I didn't want to leave home. I was a homebody. And plus, I've got the laptop out. I got internet here. Uh, so we are in the middle of a marathon session, breaking the fourth wall. They're not supposed to tell them that yeah. stuff, but uh, we're in the middle of a of a marathon session today to buy us some time till we can get together again. Um, so what are we gonna talk about this episode? Well, I think uh, we go through and explain all the officers' positions. Something I mentioned the other night. Yeah, I'm just trying to pick random episodes in my mind, just stuff we do. I thought, why not go over some of the lodge offices? Yeah, but a lot of people don't know. Yeah, know, a lot of people, people exactly are inmates. They don't know what you know the officers do. They don't well, why do you call him that? Why is this guy that? You know. So where where do you want to start? Well, we start top and bottom. Let you pick. Uh, do you want to start with uh, a Tyler and go that direction, or do you want to go Stewart and work up and just go, not worry about them? Tyler's in Stewart. Okay, all right. We'll do all what we can. You you cover the Tyler, and I'll take the stewards, and we'll just keep working back and forth. The Tyler's job is he is our outer guard. He protects the west gate, basically. For for any of you, for any of you that are not aware, that have been to a lodge who lets you rent their fellowship hall. And you might see the the door that it's always locked, and you know that's the lodge room. And you sometimes go in and check. And right by the door, there's a chair and a sword. Mm-hmm. That is the Tyler's office. Yeah, that's a Tyler's chair. The sword is most symbolic. It's yeah. It's not. No, we're not. Back, back nobody's getting. <laughs> nobody's getting ninjaed here. I promise. Back in the old days, yeah, like to protect people from Russian idea, the sword be used, but that was. You know, thousands of years ago. It's 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 for show now. It's Nobody's show getting now. injured. I promise. I mean, and his jewel is a sword, basically. Yes, the jewel of the, of the Tyler is a sword to protect. Now, and he will. Some lodges I've been to, you give him the pass as you walk in, the pass that degree. Yes, I've been to I've some. Been to some some do, some do, some don't. Some um, do. If you don't remember the pass, you don't know what degree it's on. Whatever, he will inform you. The the degree is a master basin or whatever. You, you make sure you grab your apron and blah blah. And if you get it wrong, most of the time he's just going to look at you like you're a dummy. Yeah, pretty much. That's happened before. But the Tyler's busy the outer guard. He's the one that you know his Tyler's room, Tyler's chair. He is there to protect the outer door. Make sure no cowlings or eavesdroppers pass by. You know. That's correct. You know. Um, other than that, I mean, he opens the doors. He gets alerted if somebody's coming in or going out. He'll alert if somebody's come in. He'll he'll investigate visitors sometimes. Okay. Like a visitor comes in late and he can't vouch for him, he will send a message inside. A visitor's outside, uh, which I cannot vouch for, can we sit down at the investigation committee? The Tyler's the one that gets the nap in Lodge, too. <laughs> a lot of times they Because he rarely, he, yeah, he rarely is seen. Now, I know a Naftali Lodge up by Kokomo, their tire was an old codger. He always had a phone. The old, old wall phone, you know, but it was always sitting on his chair. Uh, I finally asked him, one day, why do you have a phone right there? He goes, because if someone calls, I don't have to get up. <laughs> wow. He says someone's wife calls a lodge or kids call a lodge or somebody calls just to ask a question. He said, I don't want to get up. I said, good enough answer for me, brother. <laughs> That's great. It's usually an old past master. I have seen some lodges that if you want to join the officer line, that's where you start. You spend a year in Tyler. It's not senior, not, not, not the Stewarts. You start at Tyler. That'd be a rough year. That's not where I started. Not me neither. I started as a junior deacon. <laughs> as a senior steward. And then a senior deacon. And then a junior deacon. And then the stewards. And then I was gone. And now I've been <laughs> junior back. warden. The last two years, and okay. speaking of, are you are you no, done with Tyler? Yeah, I'm done. With Tyler. Okay, so so the next office that, uh, and these are the guys that honestly I feel like they're often forgot about. Uh, yeah, that well, I'm talking about the junior and senior steward. Like, I think these guys are often uh, overlooked. Well, they are a very important part of the. They're of but the they're lodge low, they're the low man on the totem pole. Yeah, but they're they're they. They basically they prepare the candidate. 
They are basically my assistants yeah. as the junior warden. Uh, they are my assistants. I mean, a lot, a lot of lodges, the steward's job is to make sure the lodge is set up right. Yes, they do. To, they do a lot of that. And to help out with the, with the kitchen. With the kitchen staff and, uh, you know. And they'll prepare the candidates for whatever initiation, whatever degree they're going into. They, they are in charge of the candidate until they he the candidate is released into the... I don't want to say control until he's under enchargement from the senior deacon. Right. Now, what I do like about the stewards is, like the deacons, they get to carry rods. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, and their rods are topped with their jewel of office. Fun fact. Let's see how good any of you are out there listening, and I'll give you 10 seconds or so. What is the name of the jewel of the steward officers? Well, it's the Horn of Plenty. That's what it symbolizes, but yeah. the actual name of it is... Uh, cornucopia. Cor- I was going to say it's Corn of something. Cornucopia. Cornucopia, yeah. Look at you. Hey. What does else does that symbolize? Plenty. Food as I rub my big bouncing <laughs> belly in front of Tob's face. Don't do that. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, but yeah, they're basically the... Uh, I'm gonna say they're a workhorse a lot, a lot of times. They're unsung heroes. Yeah, I'm saying. When it comes to degree work and and, and regular state, stewards are the unsung heroes. Now, most times, stewards' chairs are completely empty during the state. A lot meetings. of times, at our stated meetings, a lot of time, yeah. Yeah, because dude, this, you know, guys aren't gonna show up. And you get seven there, you gotta fill up what chairs, the important chairs first. I mean, secretary, treasurer, master, both wardens, and deacons, and Tyler. You know, if you only got enough there to open, the stewards just don't have to be there. But they should be there. I mean, they, I mean, basically, the stewards is an entry level position, plain and simple. Always has been, always will be. But you, you always learn. I think you learn a lot there too. You learn the inner workings of the lodge, what makes people happy. You learn how to prepare the candidate. You learn, okay, he you know wears this kind of this leg up, this leg down. He wears this flap up, this flap down. I mean. Well, how you, you know, the cable toe, you have to learn all that stuff. And, you know, once you do it for a year, if you do a lot of degrees, you got it down. You know exactly well, how yeah. you should be prepared. I mean, I've had, I've been a senior deacon one time, and the guy got all the way to, to the master, and he had a necklace on. You know, it's like, oh, and I look at the stewards, like, seriously, guys? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just stuff like that. But, you know, it's, a steward is there. It's not a thankless job. You do have a job to do. You make sure the lodge is set up. Make sure you help out with the kitchen with the junior ward or junior ward to cook the meal or have the meals prepared somehow, some way. I always like being uh, – I've done a lot of steward work since I've been back going to degrees at – like uh, I attended a couple of degrees at Dubois Lodge and at Line Lodge, and I always get stuck in a steward's, steward's chair a yeah. lot. And it's, it's fun because – I, it's it's just it, it's it's fun in a way because well, you get, you're seeing somebody at their at, at at their very first like when they when when a candidate is back there in the preparation room for the first, this is the very first thing they see is and these two nervous as can be they are nervous as can be knees are always knocking oh yeah and uh, I like things to be done a certain way. You don't, you know, without giving too much away, you don't just to go up to a new candidate and be like, all right, drop it, you know. Yeah. There, there's a tack that, that has to be done. Well, there's a, and there's a saying. There's a, there is a there, There's a passage, and you you wouldn't believe how many times people oh, don't I, read it. I forgot it. Or, or you know. I forgot And I can't. I still don't have it memorized after 15. No. I have to. If I have to do it, I have to bring the book with yeah. me. And that's okay. But. I I've seen uh, a lot of 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 new candidates never come back after their entered apprentice degree uh, because they were uncomfortable with what happened in the preparation room. Yeah, that's the totally wrong. And, and it it's 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 real simple. Again, without giving too much away, there there's tact comes to mind. Yeah, you have to be. You have to do a certain way. Like, look, it, this isn't. This is something we've all been through. Yeah. Uh, we just—it's all ceremonial. It's all ceremonial. It's, we need you to to have this, not what, not that. We need you to to 
to grab this and not that, well, you know. Usually, I'd, I'd tell you guys, okay, you know, basically what you're going to do is you're going to take off your, your worldly garments so you're filling the garbage we provide you. Right. And you now I say, just put these on and we'll come in and we'll finish preparing you when you're, when you're dressed. And we're not in there when they get down, drop down there and run it like that. Yeah. We don't, we don't that's none of my business. I don't, guys get uncomfortable. That's not gonna, I'm not going to I'm like, I'll turn, I'll leave the room. I'll turn my back, you oh, know, I'll whatever. I'll just leave the room. See, when you're done, come, just open the door and tell us you're ready. Like, I, I mean, we, I was, we all, we all played football. We all played basketball. We all was on wrestling team. Like we've all been around, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's respect. It's tact. It's, yeah, it's respect. It's about the image because they're already coming in here with, not knowing it, and they've heard from people, and I'm sure they've told people that, hey, I'm going to go join the lodge, and they're like, oh, well, you know what they do to guys? And well, that's like I was told if I joined. I said, you know, put your chest in God, wear clean underwear. <laughs> I didn't know what that The meant. wear clean underwear part just got me. Now, I don't Can uh, you imagine? <laughs> hey, oh, God, hey. can you imagine? Guys not wearing underwear? No, well, that Seen or it? somebody with a huge. <laughs> Hey, hey, seen it. Every bit of it, seen it. Oh, man. Yep. I see a guy coming over with no underwear on. I can only imagine. uh, What? What? You don't. I never wear underwear. Oh, wow. I'm I'm really getting out of here. That's when you make sure everything's tight, real tight. (laughs) Yeah. I've safety pinned stuff on people before. Just make sure it don't come loose. Okay. But. you know, it's just a guy wearing holy underwear. It's like you're not in the church, man. You don't need holy underwear here. But if you if you if you think about, it, I've probably seen it there. You're such an idiot. Holy underwear. You're not going to church. Let's let's move on. Let let's. Move. But also, the stewards is your first speaking part. Also, part of ritual. Because, you know, oh yeah, they they, they approach the altar. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Go to the next. Go to junior deacon. Okay. What's junior deacon? You you said junior deacon. I never. Okay. Junior deacon. I've been junior Officially. deacon twice. Uh, I love the junior deacon position. I, 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 uh, that was my first experience. Really, uh, I was senior Skinner, seniors. Stewart, <laughs> I was Skinner. I was I was Skinner's junior deacon. Okay, uh, and I was also my grandpa's junior deacon. So, uh, so what the senior deacon does is they are sitting to the right of the senior ward. So obviously. Yeah. At the end of the day, the junior deacon is obviously under—I don't want to say control, but under direction from direction from well, the from the entire lodge. But more specifically, he's the right hand man of the, the senior, senior warden in the West. Right. Okay. He basically guards the door. Uh, you know, the he's Tyler. The, he's the inner guard. He's Tyler. the inner guard, basically. Yeah. Yes, the Tyler will alert him if somebody, like a late arriving brother, wanting to enter. Or, or something, the Tyler will get up and say, or the junior deacon will get up and say, Worshipful Master, there's an alarm at the door. You know, and, master Tyler will get and, and he's also his his duty is to, uh, you know, he, he's allowing visitors to enter the lodge. Uh, he makes sure they've been properly vouched for. Right. He's he's working in perfect synchronicity with the Tyler and under the direction of the senior warden. Right. Uh, now, what I found interesting, and, and uh, for those of you that don't believe me or you have no idea, Todd back me up on this. You can actually uh, Maybe. hop in your Google machine. I love saying that. Shout out, Conrad Thompson. Uh, hop in your Google machine. And uh, some jurisdictions of Freemasonry across this country actually split up the junior deacon and make an inner guard position as well. I've yeah, seen some lodges. Like, Pennsylvania has something like that. I forget how it all works. Uh, and there's another state out west. I'm drawing a blank. I've seen it come up before on Googling of Utah, like lodges, something. that, that there's, uh, there's the Tyler position, uh, which is the outer guard, but then when you get to the junior deacon position, they split it up and they've some, because according to their bylaws, you know, each lodge has their own bylaws. Right. This lodge had a a junior deacon and a inner guard. Really? So the junior the the inner guard did all of the, you know the door Yeah, the door work basically and the junior deacon did the other stuff. Now um He also carried messages around Well it carries messages from the senior warden in the west to the junior warden in the south and elsewhere about the lodge. Yeah. Uh the jewel is uh, I, I always love the the deacon's jewels. Yeah, 
because the senior warden wears the or the junior Lord, deacon. Junior deacon. Yeah. One day I'll learn how to talk. Someday. I get nervous on this show. It One day I'll learn how to talk. It ain't today. <laughs> the junior deacons, uh, is, of course, there's the square and the compass, but they have the moon in theirs. Yeah, it's a, basically a quarter moon. It's hey, it si- signifying that, you know, he's in the west because the sun rises in the east. It and sits in the west. So, yeah, so uh, I love the junior deacon position. I've uh, never officially ever said it. No, I've done it before, but I've never, I've never spent a year in junior deacon. I mean, I, I enjoy doing it. It's mm-hmm. your, your seat lodge duly tiled. Now, ours, we got old Skinner in ours. And for him to stand up, takes about a good minute and a half. His his old, knee, old boy's knees ain't what they used to be. We need to get him a stool now, or something. say by chance you said that you know of some non-Masons that have checked out the podcast. And we know of, of some non-Masons some, yeah. that listen on a fairly decent basis. What does making sure the lodge is duly tiled actually mean? Well, in... What would you What would you tell these people? It's made sure the lodge is set up correctly. That nobody's in there that, that no shouldn't be? shouldn't be in there. Basically, they're going to... You know, see the lodge do the tile where the tiler is going to, you know, basically take the pass and go check everybody out. Basically. Now, I've heard stories. You, you told me a story of a guy going in. He said, we'll put an apron on before you go in because the guy didn't know what yeah. he was doing. Yeah, yeah. He sit there and everybody goes, he's not amazing, he's not amazing. And then later on, he was amazing, but... Yeah, you know, that's a tire not doing his job right there. But, but yeah, they, you know, I always thought it was like putting the tile on the floor when I first started and everything. It's like, it's a TY, not TI. Is that what you really? Oh, when I first started, like, uh, what's the last thing? Man, you, I want to be honest it. with you. Think about it, though. Before you go on, before you go on, think about it. What's the last thing you do in a house before you move in? You put the, the floors. You, you do the floors, you do all the finish work, which is tiling, wallpaper. Countertop stuff like that. I'm glad you're such an idiot because at first I kind of thought the same yeah. thing too. No, <laughs> that's how that's how, that. This is the show you listen to, idiots like us. No, no, later on I found out it was a different kind of tiling. But dude, the first the first time for the first couple of months, that's what I. Yeah, <laughs> but that's I finally asked somebody. I'm that. so glad I'm like, not alone. They're like, no, that's not what it is. They kind of laughed at me like you did, but I'm like, okay, well explain it to me when you're brand new. You'll know you know. Well, you have no idea. They they doesn't say anything to Rachel what what tiling the lodge actually is. <laughs> you know, you don't learn that in the crossfire or your work list. No. Anything, so you know, you just kind of go that way. I always thought, well, the last thing you do if you're building a building is put down a floor or tiling or whatever. And maybe there is something in that. Always, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not academic on stuff. But. Uh, but yeah, the, the senior, the junior deacon is a very important job. He, he's your, basically your inner guard. Some lives have an inner guard and a, and a junior deacon. It depends on what state you're in, what their rules are. Now, we're going to go to the office that Todd has held for the last two years. Yeah, I've held a lot. And uh, fight me on this. I will. I am prepared to die on this hill. This is hands down one of the top two most important positions in the lodge, and I will defend that to anybody. Uh, I know how important my job is and the warden's job, but they're the two most important jobs, I believe, is master and senior deacon. Yeah. And uh, Todd, would you like to talk a little bit about your up position? Senior deacon is. You sit to the right. We sit to the right. We're for master. Your jewel is square compass with the sun because you're in the east. You're sitting right. right to the right of the east, and so that's where the sun rises. So you're there. The um, most athletic position. I would say that because you do the most walking. Well, yeah, but I would call it athletic. I call well, it I mean, it's athletically. It, it, you need <laughs> exercise. I guess. Whatever you want to say. Uh, yeah, I guess. But um, but basically the the. Uh, the senior deacon is to welcome and accommodate all visiting brethren. Anyone can put go there and introduce yourself if they need anything. You know, basically welcome them into the lodge. Make sure you that. got your apron on. Right. Uh, he also uh, receives and conducts candidates. So when the when he's doing his uh, you know rounds about the altar to be you know inspected and everything, that the the senior deacon is his guide. And of of course, the most important part of the opening closing, opening and closing of the Bible and the lights at, at yeah. whether stated meetings or degree, degree work. work. Yep. The most important thing we do is yeah, done yeah. by your office. Also brings in distinguished guests, and it will introduce them stuff like that. And 
like I said, Grandmaster showed up. You know, the senior deacon would bring him to the altar and it, announce who he is and everything, blah, blah, and uh, make sure grand honors are given. Uh, the, the senior deacon is the is the messenger of the master. I mean, he if, and he sends orders out. The junior deacon's the one that will carry him out there. Most times, all vocal, but back in the day, it is you know back in the day they would just send a, you know they had to say something to the guy in the west. Here, take us to the senior warden. Here, take us to the junior warden. Now, your office, just like the junior deacon, also carries rods and long right. staffs, but they're different than. The stewards, yeah, well, because they have, they have the, our jewels on the top of them. Yeah, it, they're symbolic of the uh, sun and the moon. Well, the, the Roman thing. <laughs> I sound like somebody talking about masonry thing. Roman, thing. the Roman wing god and messenger, the whole Mercury carry thing. They got wings on there. It's symbolic of it, though. I would say that. I say I. I found it in an article right here. Yeah, I never, well, I mean, I've seen it before and other, that, but... Never put two and two together on that, but... Uh, and also, your most important thing, uh, you are the starting process for whether we have a new candidate to conduct, because... Well, yeah, because you ask him if he's, you know... You go to the door and make sure he's prepared. Exactly. You, uh, you are, even before the stewards, you are the very first person he sees on the night that he takes that's going to change his life forever. Because he's the master first. Well, I mean, once the degree you get, the process gets going. I'm so bad at explaining stuff. Well, he's a, he's a you person. have to you're, go you're out and him. Yeah, yeah. You receive him into the lodge. You have, when the stewards, you know, open the door, he is to enter the lodge. The senior deacon does receive the candidate. You have to go out and talk to him first, though, oh, asking yeah, the yeah, questions. That's what, I, yeah, that's, that's what I was getting at. Important questions. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that is, that is true. Yes. Uh, that's why I said, like, uh, I did senior, I did senior deacon uh, one year. I did it for the calendar year two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Uh, when our, when the man that had been our senior deacon for like five years in a row, become worthy grand patron, which is the head guy of Eastern Star for the entire year, uh, I was appointed to be his uh, senior deacon. And he told me to do a good job at his office, and that guy has long since uh, that guy's passed away. About you know seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, I miss him dearly. That was about brother Henry Huff. Yep. Uh, okay. What else about your office? Anything? Oh, that's about it, really. So I guess we're going to. We'll do secretary and treasurer. I didn't even put any notes in here about secretary and treasurer, which I guess I don't really need him. Well, I mean, the secretary is there to. Keep the records of the lodge. And the secretary is the one that talks the most in the meetings. Well, in our lodge, he does. But the we love you, Phil. We could not. We could not do this without you. But the secretary keeps an accurate record of all the proceedings of the lodge, and uh, basically, he's our history book. In reality, he keeps the minutes of each meeting. Hundred percent. Whether it be a called meeting or a stated meeting or degree work or a funeral, that stuff like that passes and, on notes of information from yeah. the governing body of Freemasonry in the state, Grand yeah. Lodge. Yeah, basically, you're you're, you're he's your internet. He's your computer. Your secretary is going to be the one that all communications go through him from anywhere. He's he, going to read all the you know. He's going to read the petitions. He's going to. He's going to read all the notes from Grand Lodge or from other lodges, you know, invite us to do something or whatever. He's our computer. Yeah, basically. He's our calendar. He's a computer. He's everything. Then you go to Treasure, and Treasure is what, what Treasure sounds like. He's the guy who's going to take care of the money, make sure the books are balanced, uh, make sure we're paying the bills. Treasure sits on the right of the Warsaw Master in the East, but uh, in most lodges, if you look, the treasure, the treasure is usually or the left. Yes. The right. As <laughs> the secretary is on your left, the treasurer should be on your right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Now, the our lodge, the treasurer sits over by Yeah, but, well, that's not there. You look at a lot of lodges, the treasurer's just always sitting over there. Because like, they work together. While we're right. talking during the, the the meeting, they're always going over. Now, most lodges I've been to, the, the treasurer has a spot over there on the right side all to himself. We do have a spot over there for one. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, Shared with the pianer. Yeah. 
sitting there playing the, piano on rest. Yeah. But anyways. But yeah, those two guys, those are probably, I would say that as far as for to running the lodge, Secretary of Treasury are two most important people. Oh, as far as the day-to-day running of it, yeah. Day-to-day operation, make sure the lights are on, the bills paid, all the communications are answered. Your secretary, a good Secretary of Treasury could, will make a master's year. So the, if the, they need, it needs to be done, those guys are going to do it. Most of the time. I know when I was master, my secretary and treasurer were indispensable. I couldn't know without them. Because they took care of everything. Because I was working. They were you know, both retired, I think. So if I needed something done, I just called them. Hey, can you guys uh, make sure? Or, hey, did this get done? Yeah, it did. All right, good enough. Or, hey, uh, so-and-so's going to drop this off. Can one of you guys be up there? Yep, no problem. And that happens with some, most lodges. Their secretary is going to be the busiest guy, too. He's going to be on the phone all, at all times talking to Grand Lodge, making sure petitions are filled out right. And, you know, uh, he's one that, you know, basically takes in the dues, too. Secretary. He'll send out dues notices and receives them and pays money into the hands of the treasurer. All right. Moving on from that, Junior Ward, what you're in right now, which I'm going to have you explain. Okay. So I, I am for the second year in a row sitting in the South. So, uh, I am one of the three principal officers of the lodge, worshipful master, junior warden, senior warden. They're only three members that may open a lodge stated or degree meeting is one of these three principal officers. However, if a grand lodge officer is present, they can override that. Never seen that, but it's really good. Uh, now, my job basically is... Um, I. <laughs> you remember so basically i sit in the south because i am representative of the sun during the heightened part of the day where they would call the craft to refreshment from their labor right. basically at lunchtime uh the office the jewel of my office is the plum which was used by them for raising, perp- raising perpendiculars i couldn't remember yeah basically and sure the, the walls are plum the true. plum you know, and then of course, as you find out in late, you know, the plum is what teaches us to walk uprightly in our several stations before God and man. But but aside from that, uh, one thing I have failed at in two years. Yeah, you have. <laughs> and it's just funny. Marvelous. I think they did this because I'm the fattest guy there. The junior warden's main job, out really outside of lodge being open. Is they're in charge usually of arranging the meals, and my assistants would be the stewards. So one of my jobs is, you know, the symbolic jobs that we we talk about in ritual is, uh, I utter the phrase. Uh, am I allowed to say the phrase? Because what are talking about? To make sure that they do not convert the purpose to refreshment. Yeah. I think I can say that because that's in the book, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, it, it, well, basically, what you're making sure they don't. They don't get drunk on break. Um, you know, I make sure that there's no alcohol being consumed yeah, in the lodge. Sure they don't fall asleep at break. Or, you know, you got to think of the ancient craftsmen. When they go on break, they may get an hour, two-hour break. I, I don't know what they did back in the day. But but he, they, they drank wine back then. That was over five million years ago. Well, they drank wine because water wasn't safe to drink back in the day. And so basically the... The junior ward would make sure they wouldn't. Can you imagine drinking them. wine every day at lunch? Be hammered. I don't guys drink beer back in the day every day for lunch, but they just drink one or two beers and back to work. But uh, they drink wine to make sure they didn't get they didn't get drunk or take it too far. He would you know basically watch them. Hey, take it easy, blah blah. You know, remember you go back to work here. You, you want a funny sidebar since our listeners like our comedy routine? <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, that's that's what we're known for on the show. We throw some comedy in, too, right? Yeah. So back when I was working at the Foundry and I was working them 12-hour shifts all the time, some mornings, uh, my ex-wife, uh, some mornings she would get up with me when I was working, when I finally made the transition from nights to days. So some mornings she would get up with me at 4 o'clock in the morning. She would pack my lunch while I was getting ready. Nice. She never had to do, but she just did it out of the goodness of her heart. Well, one morning... <clears throat> uh, I guess the the you know we only had two kids at the time, 
I guess they had wore a little thin, so she packed my lunch, and she was half asleep. She threw me a nice red bud in there, okay? <laughs> so uh, I decide for lunch that day I'm going to go sit outside in the smoke shack and have a cigarette. I'm not going to sit inside. It was a nice spring morning. So at like 9 o'clock in the morning, I go to break. I open up my cooler, and I'm I'm you know looking at my phone, not watching. I open the drink, and I take a drink of it, and I'm like, my eyes get real big, and I look down at my hand, and I've got an open Budweiser, and I'm like, oh, no. There was nobody in the smoke shack. Now, the question is, do you feel like I, well, I see like here's the thing. Like, I'm like, <laughs> it was my drink. So uh I can come clean because I don't work there anymore. And I was, you know, I finished I I finished it, but I, I wrapped. I took the I opened my sandwich up that I was gonna eat for lunch and I ate it at break so I could have the aluminum foil on my sandwich <laughs> to, wrap to wrap it around the can. It's like uh Bert Kreischer tell the story he was going to the one of his kids uh, things at school, and he was hungover anyway, so he thought, well, I'll grab a, I'll grab a couple Diet Cokes for right over there and drink one while we're sitting in, in there. And so he had one Diet Coke, one pocket Diet Coke in another pocket. He said he gets in there, and he cracks open the, he drinks the first Diet Coke on the way there, cracks open the second one. He goes, ooh, that's a Coors Light. <laughs> I did, too, dude. You should have seen my face, because it's like 8 o'clock... Thank God there was nobody out there on break at the time I was. I'd have been busted, but I, I was just flipping through Facebook on my phone. I popped the drink. I didn't even look. I took a drink and I just stopped and I looked down, and it's a Budweiser. And I just there's like this pale look of horror because then it's like, what do you do? Do you you pour it out? Well, you're you're not gonna pour out your drink and have to spend money and go buy three dollars and buy another one. The other one that day was a Diet Mountain Dew, but that first one at nine a.m. was a was a cold Budweiser, and I was diesel. so I ate my sandwich and took the aluminum foil and wrapped it around the. Ca- anyways, <laughs> I just wanted to share that because people like our comedy, and I just That's it's hilarious. Good. You wouldn't believe when you're not expecting it at nine o'clock in the morning what, what a shot of cold beer does to you. Like what the? This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone drinking on the job or at the lodge hall. It's just a funny story. What about one boss said, and we went out to lunch one day and I ordered a beer. He goes. What's that beer taste like? Tastes like I ain't going back to work today. <laughs> uh, did we forget anything else about my law? Or about my law? About my office? Uh, no, just basically uh, you keep track of the time and you uh, keep track of the craft. And, and that break. that is that is important. I am one of the three principal officers of the lodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the master is not available, I could send the east. If yep. the senior warden doesn't want to do it, if the senior warden is not available, I am the first choice to be sitting in the west and that's where we are going to go to now would you like to take us through the senior warden yeah, senior warden there he's there to assist the worship master to open and close the lodge he's the backup he, he yeah, he's joe biden's vice president basically yeah i say that because he's, he's not a you know he's a second command it's a jab and uh, you know he uh he pays the crafts their wages if ought be due no oh, yeah but if you ever go to york right you'll see how you receive your wages Emblematic of corn, wine, and oil. Well, yeah, but there is a certain way you, you, you receive your wages. And guys out there in New York, right, you know what I'm talking about. I've still not joined any of the right bodies, so Todd's like, I can't tell you. I have <laughs> no, no idea. No, it, it's, it's actually a really neat whole way they explain it and everything. It's, it's part of the whole ceremony. And I forget what de- what degree it is. I, I really don't. I mean, it's been over 12, 13 years since I've been to, I was initiated in New York, right, and I never went back because meant the same as my grotto, so, hey, whatever. But, yeah, he pays the crafter wages if what we do and make sure everyone's happy with what they got. Well, yeah, you don't want anybody to be unhappy because oh, you're no. going to have trouble. You'll have unhappiness while building the temple. But, you know, it doesn't matter how much you pay people these days. They're still going to be unhappy with it. So. Now, uh, you know, if, if if the master's not there, obviously, like as you said, he's going to open and close the lodge or he'll direct me to do it. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, in the event that a a sitting master, which happened at Newton Stewart last year or the year before, yeah. uh, uh, years, in yeah. the event that a sitting master passes away, uh, he the senior the warden takes over, which is what happened at Newton Stewart. Well, basically, that's how I got to be in the East as early as I did because I was junior warden 
or a senior warden couldn't take because he was he was moving away because of his job. So I had to take it a year earlier. So I basically you know I spent a year at senior steward, year at senior deacon, a year at junior warden, and, and then four years of that master. <laughs> the next year master, and then four consecutive years after that. So and that's and basically you know and you know we could talk about the progressive line later on, but. What is the jewel of office for the senior warden? The level. Ah, to symbolizes that all Masons meet. Try, try, meet on the level. Meet upon the level. Basically, we all treat each other the same. No where you, the golden rule. Yeah, whether you're a third, third degree Mason, which just means you're hired, you know, you know better than anybody else. Masonry is everyone is on the same level. Some have some Masons have more responsibilities than others as far as running lodge. But every Mason is considered to be equal to each other. People love us so much, they ought to make me and you the only 34th degree Masons in the world. I had a 101st degree for us. So. Oh! You never heard of the Goose and Tater degree? No. The 101st degree Freemasonry. The Goose and Tater degree. <laughs> it's a York right uh, uh, fun degree. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you boys have a Greenfield know what I'm talking about, because that's a fun... I went through it, and I was the exemplar, because... The guy who took me down there was a past grade high priest. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, the, the junior warden or senior warden, second command, pays the craft of wages, and uh, assists the worship master. Okay. Uh, something get, I forgot about for my office, and we can tie this in because it's also related to your office. Uh, people that have stumbled into lodge rooms during uh, open houses or when you've had fellowship halls rented yeah. might notice that on my podium and on the senior warden's podium, there's these two little um, columns. columns. Yeah. The signified lodge. And one's up and one's down. And the signified lodge open or closed. There was signifying that. Okay. I didn't know if we should put that in there or not. Yeah, it's not really a important result. Now, in... Some states, those columns have a different, these were different ways. Pennsylvania, they kind of carry them around a lot. So I thought it was real weird. <coughs> so I'm giving you a weird look. Like, why would they? I'm not sure. I mean, I haven't stayed in that kind of stuff. But some lodges are, some states are a little bit, they say not all the rituals are the same across the board. I mean, you go to a, a lodge in Missouri, the wording is going to be the same, but it's going to be kind of said in a different, different fashion. Uh, Pennsylvania, uh, I read something about the other night about that. Is in the Grand Lodge in the UK, the, they had the read that the United Grand Lodge of the England is called the Ancients and the Modern Masons were two different sects and they merged together to basically squash any you know bad feelings. They merged together to make the United Grand Lodge of England. That's why it's UGLE. United, it's not just one. It's yeah, it's United. United. I was thinking Lodge. about that. Now I can remember seeing the UG. Well, somebody told me I don't know if it was the ancients or the moderns, but one of them, uh, Pennsylvania uses one way or the other. I, I, I don't know exactly. Anybody in Pennsylvania would probably know what I'm talking about. If you, it's on their wiki page too, Wikipedia page. It's a pretty, I love Wikipedia. It's a pretty neat little you know setup on it. Because it tells you how the you know most of the ancients got absorbed into the moderns or vice versa, and I think that's how that's why Pennsylvania has a, a different way of doing their degrees than we do. Which you get a chance to see it. You're in Pennsylvania, you see a master mason degree, go see it. It's worth watching. All right, and that's gonna bring us to the worshipful master. The the big dog. Now, when we say worshipful, are we bowing down and curtsying to this guy? No, that's that's a negative connotation that some people conjure up in their minds. We're right. not we're not bowing down and curtsying and doing Wayne's world. We're not worthy. We're not <laughs> no. worthy. No, that's no, not it, at all. Worshipful is the term of respect. Basically, um, his job is to set the, set the craft to work. Give He's, them. Couldn't hold some instruction. Yeah, he's the one that sat there, and he basically, he is representative of King Solomon, basically. And he sits in the east. And I want to point this out because we, this is brought up uh, in one of the lectures when you're first made an entered apprentice. No matter what direction your lodge is actually sitting, mm-hmm. you know your latitude and longitude coordinates and everything. It doesn't matter how it's set up in the world. Wherever the master sits in the lodge, that is the east. That is the east. I've sat in lodges where they were 
basically 90 degrees opposite. The west was actually, or the east was actually in the south. Or no, it's in the north, actually. But the situation of the building in the, the, the long of the room and everything right. was supposed to be, that was called the east. Now, I kind of questioned that. I was like, that's not, that's not even the east. Well, then an older guy, an older mason said, well, this building being situated this way, when they bought it, it was okay for them to call that the east. Whatever, wherever the master sitting, that is the east. What do you think about it? I never thought about the, uh, the auditorium at Scott Shriner. We held Grand Lodge, Founders Day. Is the stage in the east? I get called backwards in there. I, I don't I don't think. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's. I mean, that's where it, that's where it's called the east. Wherever the east is, the east is. I mean, but I don't. I don't think so. The doors we go into face to the west. You were on the video in there, by the way. Was that really? Yeah, when they when they switch camera angles and they go. Oh, Father's uh, Day, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were on. Cam- you could see you sitting down there where you were sitting in the oh, bottom okay. bowl, but. uh the the master's jewel is the right angle of a square. Yep, is a square. Is a square basically, which is the coolest jewel that we have. Yeah, look at this ice dirt. Cornucopia. Uh, basically, the of course the the square was used by operative masons to check the angles Make on the cuts and, and square work and square the work, and then you know we square life with the square virtue right so uh the master is the uh say all or as todd says he's a neutral master and he holds the tiebreaker vote yeah, todd I mean, would always I've, hold the tiebreaker I've, I've always said that masters should never actually vote they should be there in case there's a tie or to you know i always said masters should never vote should never make a motion should never second a motion I mean, because that because you're basically supposed to be when you're in charge, you're supposed to be kind of impartial. That that's just my opinion. Some masters I know will make motions. I just don't think masters should do that. Now it's just an opinion, no rule about that. But he should be there, kind of like the vice president in, in Congress. He's there to break a tie. You know, either way, good or bad, shut down, make it go through, make it shut down. Doesn't matter. But there, there's no rule as far as that. Now, I think that's a, it's a fair way of doing everything. So well, you're not trying to push an agenda. You know what I mean? Jelly bean? Jelly bean. Out of yawn. Um, so that's all the uh, the basic off. The only ones we, we only left out. Organist, Marshall. Chaplain. Chaplain. Chaplain's there to... He's... Um, well, that's not an elected office no, either. That's, that's an appointed office. Well, that up, up to the wardens, or the secretary, treasurer, junior warden, senior warden, master are all elected positions. Your deacons, lives. your stewards, your tyler, your chaplain, that's all appointed those, those positions. Those are appointed by the master to fill those chairs. Now, let's get to talk about progressive line. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. No, I'm going to say, masonry was not supposed to have a progressive line. Most lodges do have Then why do we have it? Well, because they just keep everything fair and even going through there. Now, some lodges, you know, I know Lodge Vitruvian is, uh, they go by the old term of who best can work and best agree. You know, who, whoever's best at position, that's, you're going to be in that position. We have three principal officers at our lodge this year. Mm-hmm. Who could best work the degrees? Probably the secretary. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Probably the secretary. I mean, I'm I'm even bowing myself out. But you know, but I'm just saying that most lodges go progressive line because guys are learning as they, as they come up and everything. They should learn as they come up through the line. I mean, what, you start as a steward, you learn that ritual. But halfway through the year, you start learning the junior deacon. Then okay, the junior deacon. Halfway through that year, you learn the senior senior deacon. And so on and so forth. But you try to learn something, and usually by the time the guy's in the in the West, he's he knows how to open and close and do most of the degree work from the East. He should. Now in old times, and most some lodges still do this, is the junior warden he'll he'll perform all the inner apprentice degrees. The senior warden will do all the fellow crafts, and the master will do all the master mason degrees. See at our lodge before you came in before you came in years ago, there was 
a, a rotating crew of guys that would do the degree work usually the masters uh uh brother 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 carl skinner skinner yep. usually would do set in the east for the entered apprentice degree that's who did mine yep uh fellow craft degrees was usually my grandfather and then master mason degrees was usually ron wiseman's dad but at least do a half of it right uh the second half of it usually and my grandfather would usually do i mean everybody in there could a lot of them guys could do it but usually their rotating order was skinner always wanted to do the eas my grandpa always wanted to do the fellow craft and then most of the time, and in the, the degrees that I had seen, and especially on my end of things, uh, my grandfather did the first half of my master, and uh, Ron Wiseman's dad uh, did the second half of the master. Right, right. Uh, Emmett did a very good job at, uh, you know, who he had to represent in the second half of that degree. Now, the big thing in Indiana is traveler from Lodge Lodge. Guys travel to work. They want to go. Well, we, we go said that in our traveling episode. I don't go to watch degrees. No. I go to work a degree. Now, I've been to some lodges where if you weren't an officer at Lodge, you weren't doing degree work. And they, they'd have, you know, I'd say, no, poor to them, but they have some weak attendance because guys would go there knowing that they, you know, I'm not going there if I know I'm not going to do anything. Especially young guys like me at the time. I was in my 20s, early 30s. I was still gung-ho about, hey, I want to I want to get in. I want to help out. I want to do this. But Do you want to remind our listeners of something you said in previous episodes? What happened when you were a uh, master and you had travelers and you had degree work going on? What oh, did you What did you do I, with your own officers? I'll tell my guys, either come to me early or step aside because I'm going to give you a job away. Because people come here to work. I want, I want visitors. I want to have a, a good turnout and everything. If you want to do the work, travel like I do. I mean, that's how I that's how I learned my work by traveling. You know, ever since our fourth episode went out back in uh, October, November, which was our traveling episode, November. that was uh, that was where we talked specifically about uh, traveling and the fiasco that happened on election night that just got me angry and upset all at once. I've I've been careful since then on every episode because I don't want to come off like I am just uh, complaining or everything. But what you just said has me thinking about a point that I have seen brought up, not just by you, not just by me, not just by other members of our lodge, but I have seen this brought up on many uh, Masonic Facebook pages and everything. And that's basically about guys doing the degree work when they don't know the parts guys that are struggling to say their their opening and closing lines in stated meetings that's become a problem all across freemasonry not just in 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 our lodge i don't want anybody to think we're we're crapping on our guys that's not what we're doing but that's become problematic and if you're having trouble doing the part do you make them bow out do you ask them to step out, or it's like, hey, you have to learn this, or is it, yeah, I mean, you can, you or is it, you don't learn it, I'm going to have to pull you out of the position? Because that happened at another lodge here in Dubois County yeah. in the last year or so. A guy was not learning his position, taking it serious, and the master pulled him out of his position, right. which caused a stir in that oh, yeah. other lodge here in the county, which will remain nameless. Yeah, um, I don't know. You, you kind of that goes on uh, place by place. I mean, you just can't. Can't pull a guy from trying, but if the guy's not trying at the same time. Well, what if he? What if he's like, you know, I go home and practice this, and it's like it's clearly obvious you don't. Yeah. You leave here, you don't touch your books, you don't crack your books, nothing. And then you sit there and you struggle to to you know say four lines during the degree. You know what? That might be something we table for another time. Yeah, I think we need to. We need to start to put a bow on this. Uh, you got anything? Uh, anything? This really. was just a good little just informative a, episode. Informative episode. Let everybody know, you know what the stations are, what they what they do. We can go to Marshall. We can go into Organist. Y'all know what they do. No big, no big deal there. Doesn't lost the Organist. You want? Hey, Todd says you want to know more. Get a join, petition. Yeah, join. Find out. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, We'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up uh, in closing. Uh, stay tuned for more great content. We are uh, 
We're going to have a, a bunch of episodes in the can after this weekend to give us about a month break or so here. So we'll be releasing them. we got some great stuff. Got a great surprise coming for you and uh, another episode coming up here in the next few weeks. We really hope you enjoy. It's a nice little interview we're getting ready to have. And uh, Quit banging the table. Why? I'm hearing the microphones, man. That's what I do when I get nervous. Quit. <laughs> you ought to see me when I'm sitting at the table playing cards. I'm a foot shaker. My dad's girlfriend, if she's over here playing cards, drives her nuts. Cause I'm, I'm just. Can you feel it? Yeah, you feel my, my big fat foot yeah, shaking? It's a short trip too. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, I need a potty break. So for, uh, well, you know, you can sign off yourself. Hey, for everybody out there, remember, go out there and spread the light. Be good to one another. I'm Todd Whaley. Jared Atkins. We will see you next time. Later.